0: Hey there, this is John from PureAndSimpleBible.com. Happy New Year! I hope that your year is already filled with goals and resolutions, and I hope that you have the resolve to accomplish them. It seems like every year I make a resolution to get into better shape, and sadly after a few weeks it falls by the wayside. I hit the snooze button one too many times and I don't get up for my jog. However, There is a resolution that I try to accomplish every year and that is to read the Bible all the way through at least once. Usually I read through the New Testament a few times a year while I'm going through the Old Testament uh, a little bit more slowly, maybe deliberately. And so I'd like to challenge you to read along with me this year from January through June. Will you read the Old Testament with me? Check out the Pure and Simple Bible Facebook page for more information about reading through the Old Testament. Now, this month, we're going to consider some basic yet philosophically challenging elements about the good news of Jesus. We're going to consider God. How do Christians view God and the world around us that God made? What is God like? Why should we worship God? And what does God need from us? These questions and more will be discussed all month long. This week's podcast is about a theistic worldview, and it's an introduction to the month. And while that phrase might sound strange, We'll dig into it in a moment. For now, let's consider the reflection verse of the episode. It's Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Let's hear it together. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. We're going to connect that verse and topic to a song. Let's listen to a single verse of it and think about the song's message.
1: The potter took the clay and made
0: song. You know, the concept of us as clay and and the Lord as the potter, it's, it's just very humbling. Now, joining me all month long to talk about the nature of God and some of the bigger picture concepts of the Bible is Aubrey Ballard. Aubrey's one of my oldest friends. He's a preacher of the gospel, a good husband and father, and an assistant principal at a middle school in Tyler, Texas. Hey, Aubrey, thanks for coming on the podcast this month. Hey, John. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Hey, what do you think
2: about the song that you just heard? Oh, it certainly is a good one. You know, when I think about the chorus, it's such a steady reminder that there's more to life than just chance or accident, but there was and is a sovereign creator behind the design of
0: our world. I agree. Now, this month we're talking about God and asking some of the basic questions of our faith. And I've introduced today's podcast as a theistic worldview. But those can be some big words. So, Aubrey, how would you elaborate on them?
2: A theistic worldview. Okay, well, uh, I would have to begin with the word theist Mm -hmm. uh, because a theist is just a person who believes in God. A theist believes that God is a higher power and a divine spirit. And we as Christians use the Bible to determine that the higher power is God. Okay, so a theist is... Just a way to define a person that believes in God? Yeah, that's right. So then someone who does not believe in God is an atheist. Oh, okay. And these are two pretty common worldviews that people hold today.
0: And you just use the word worldview to describe a theist and an atheist. So what do you mean when you say that?
2: A worldview is the way a person views the world or understands reality. It's a set of assumptions about the world, and it serves as the foundation for how a person behaves and their values and morals and identity and purpose. Now, that may seem confusing or kind of abstract, but the fact remains that everyone has a worldview.
0: Okay. You know, we we really could go down a rabbit hole, so to speak, about worldviews. But I want to kind of use these basic definitions to help us understand the theistic worldview. Now, as you defined it, a theistic worldview means the way that a person who believes in God views the world or interprets their reality. That's right. A theist bases their behaviors,
2: values, morality, identity, and purpose around the core belief that there is a God. So our worldview as Christians
0: means that we'll look at things differently than people who have a different worldview. And so today... We're going to look at ten special words that give a foundation to the theistic worldview, and with these ten words, the Bible begins to explain the the all-encompassing perspective for people who believe in God. Aubrey, do you know what those ten words are? Well, I think I know where you're going with this. Is it Genesis one one? It is. The Bible says, "In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth." Now, there's a lot packed in there. We could ask questions like uh, how do these 10 words lead a person to build an entire reality uh, what are the basic tenets of a theistic worldview that's what we're going to consider together as a theist when i read genesis 1 1
2: the very first item that shapes my reality is time
0: the first three words are in the beginning well, that's a good observation so the description of a beginning Uh, qualifies a, a few important concepts of a theistic worldview. Aubrey, what do these three words do for a theist? Well, for
2: starters, we see that time is a construct for our material universe. And what I mean by that is God is eternal. So when he created the universe, a part of that creation was
0: time itself. Whoa, that's interesting. It's challenging for me to think about that because... I feel like my life is always filled with forward motion, you know, 24-hour days, seven-day weeks. It seems like things are always just moving forward, that time's just a part of who we are. But what you're saying is that there was a a time before time?
2: Uh, Sort of. There was eternity. Uh, In Psalm 90, in verse 2, it says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world, from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. But, when God created the universe, time began as well.
0: You know, the Scripture says that God's plan for redemption was set in motion before time began, so that does make sense. And also, since the beginning, time moves linear, that is, in a straight line. I think that's something to consider. Since the beginning and a few other events, it's followed that same pattern, you know? Uh, We're born, we live, we die. That's that's right.
2: Now, there are other worldviews that treat time differently. Some, for example, view time as circular, Mm. time as a chain, Uh or time as a false construct of our own imaginations.
0: That's a good observation. And we should note that the differences between these worldviews indicate that not all can be true. So even on this point, time, it it can't be both linear and circular. For now, though, we're simply going to conclude the theistic worldview sees time as linear. It's moving forward because that's what the Bible says. That's how the Bible presents it.
2: Yeah, and and one final thought about this reality of time. Think about this. If time has a beginning and it's linear, then it also must have an end.
0: And Christians use the Bible to determine that after death, there's a place of waiting and eventual judgment and a reward beyond linear time. And this reward is either an eternal life in heaven with God or an eternal death in hell. And we can see that in Revelation 20 through 22. John, you know, eternity as a concept really is
2: hard to fathom when we're so used to understanding time in in measurable amounts, isn't it?
0: It is. I mean, it makes my head spin. However, a theistic worldview believes that God has set eternity in our hearts. That's from Ecclesiastes 3.11. So even... If it's difficult to understand when we talk on terms of eternity and time before time, our spirit has a longing for more than this life, and so there's something within us that's that's longing for that eternity. Now, beyond time, what else does
2: a theistic worldview get out of Genesis
0: 1-1? Well, after describing a time, the Bible shows the power, the the force that makes the time, and the creation and that's God the fourth and fifth words of the first 10 words in the bible say in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth
2: now we're going to talk more in depth about god's nature next
0: week is that right that's correct i'd like to give a lot more time to discussing the divine spirit but for now i think we could sum up a theistic worldview by saying that god's nature is spiritual john 4 verse 23 which means this higher power is beyond the material creation that we can observe and quantify.
2: And yet, even though God is spirit, the Bible does help us understand some of his
0: attributes. Uh, first of all, we can understand from the Bible that God is eternal. That's right. You know, we could, we could say that God is uh, without beginning or end, and this eternal nature puts God beyond the construct of time. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3 verse 8 that to God a day is a thousand years and a thousand years is a day.
2: We can also know that God is all-powerful because in Genesis 1 and verse 1 we see an all-powerful spirit creating life from non-life. So God's ability to make space, time, and matter from absolutely nothing shows his supreme power.
0: It does. You know, it makes me think about Genesis 18, verse 14. Uh, God posed a rhetorical question there. He says, is anything too hard for the Lord? And, you know, you look at the testament of his creation. And so the the answer to the question is obviously no, nothing is too hard for an omnipotent God to make life out of non-life. It's amazing. So, Aubrey, you shared that God is eternal and he's all-powerful. Is there anything else? Yes, um,
2: in a theistic worldview, God is also all-knowing. Uh, so an eternal, all-powerful God is not bound by our constraints. The Bible says in 1 John 3 and verse 20, God is greater than our heart and knows all things.
0: But not everybody on the planet is a theist, right? And they don't believe that God is the force or the power behind creation.
2: Well, that's definitely true. Some worldviews look to the universe Itself as having its own power to create. They believe that everything came from nothing at some fixed point roughly 14 billion years ago, Um, while others may believe that uh, since we weren't there for the beginning of the universe, we simply cannot know
0: and that it doesn't matter anyway. On the other hand, a a theistic worldview asserts that it's impossible to make life out of non-life and that there is enough evidence around us to indicate that there was in fact a creator genesis 1 1 offers a simple introduction to this concept of a higher power well
2: john the final words in genesis 1 1 are in the beginning god created
0: the heavens and the earth so after explaining both time and power the bible describes the material universe that god created And from this point onwards, the rest of the first chapter on Genesis uh, explains in detail how the heavens and the earth were made. Aubrey, what exactly are the heavens? The heavens refers to how God created uh, the stars and the
2: planets and even the light that's traveling light years across space into the night sky for us to observe the stars.
0: You know, Aubrey, when you say that, uh, it makes me think about one of my favorite things to do at night, whenever I get the chance, you know, where I live in Dallas, Texas, uh, I don't get the chance very often to see a lot of stars, but when I'm traveling on the road or whenever I'm get the opportunity to go camping or something, and I'm, I'm way out far away, one of the things I love to do is look at the night sky and just see that, the, you know, I can only see thousands, but I know that there's just billions of stars out there, and it makes me feel In some ways insignificant when I when I look at the size and scope of the universe
2: well I think that men from the dawn of creation have been doing the same thing John you know mankind has always looked outwards into the heavens and the Bible captures this universal sense of awe in Psalm 8 verses 3 through 4 when it says when I look at your heavens the work of your fingers the moon and the stars which you have set in place What is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him?
0: And so even when we feel small, a theistic worldview takes comfort to know that there's more out there than just an infinite void. There's a creator behind the physical universe. Now, Aubrey, Genesis 1-1 also says that God created the earth. Yeah, and the creative
2: power of God is most evident in the world around us. So while many worldviews offer a, a variety of different reasons for the creation and existence of the earth, a theistic worldview looks to the Bible to see that God created
0: everything we have on this earth. I like to think about Romans chapter 1-20. verse 20. Uh, It says... For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived or clearly seen ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made, so that they are without excuse. That's such a good verse, John. I I like how it expresses that God's power
2: is clearly seen by the world around us. You know, Psalm 19, 1 through
0: 6, is also an excellent passage that highlights God's creative power. It is. I have it noted in my Bible, too. So the first 10 words of the Bible establish some of the foundational elements of a theistic worldview, and it certainly does not give the complete picture, but it is a good foundation, right? Oh, it's a great start, and
2: I want to encourage everyone to study the Scriptures to get a better understanding of God's nature, His work, and His purpose. We can't only use Genesis 1 1 uh, because we have to accurately handle the Word of God, 2 Timothy 2 15. And 2 Timothy 3 16 tells us that all Scripture is inspired of God. And by studying those Scriptures carefully, we become complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work.
0: I like that. I like that. And, and I'd like to also add that when someone has a different worldview, they may devalue or not appreciate the evidence concerning a theistic worldview. So whoever we interact with, I think it's good to remember that Christians should treat others who don't share their perspective with respect and patience and love. That is so important, John. Um,
2: Sometimes I think it's through a life lived that others will really see the light, And, and not only through some philosophical discussion. Jesus himself once said, You are the light of the world. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. That's in Matthew chapter
0: 5. Excellent verse. I think it's a good one to end on. When we shine our light, people can see God through our good living. Thanks for talking with me, Aubrey. Lord willing, I'll see you next week, right?
2: I'm looking forward to it.
0: All right. Well, before you go, do you remember the song that we listened to in the intro of the podcast? It was called The Potter. Let's listen to a verse of The Potter together one more time and spend that time appreciating its value Concerning our Bible dialogue about a theistic worldview.
1: The Potter took the clay and made our soul with his hand. the scars of...
0: You can find The Potter on Andrew Martin's SoundCloud. I'll also post it on my podcast page along with every other song of the week at pureandsimplebible.com. And while you're there, check out the other podcasts and study resources that are yours to use absolutely free. Do you remember the Reflection verse? It's Genesis 1-1. Let's hear it again together. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. A theistic worldview is just the beginning to a Christian's belief system have you thought about it before? Have you thought about some of the foundational elements of our faith, such as a concept of linear time, a creator God, and a material universe? I hope you'll join us next week as we take a closer look at the nature of God. Until then, this is Jonathan Edwards. Always remember, God loves you very much, and I do too. Lord willing, see you next week. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm here to tell you a story, a story that is true, about a judge by the name of Gideon,
0: he was a man like me and you.